Hey everybody, it's Gianna. Uh, I hope you like this episode of Shy Trying. My boyfriend's finally here. Uh, he hangs out with me all the time, but not on the show. <laughs> um, subscribe on iTunes, please. I love you if you do already. funny it was better though with the background music okay so what do you want to talk about first oh well i thought i don't know start it out okay oh this is i see this all in film this is when i get nervous it's okay (laughs) i'm not nervous yeah um So let's start off with saying that you're my boyfriend, Dominic Coda. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Dominic Coda. And I love you very much. I love you, too. And nothing you say today is going to change that. Not that anything you say today could. Maybe. (laughs) It could. You have no idea. So this is the first time you're coming on my podcast. Yes, it is. And... And you were so scared to come on my podcast because you didn't want to talk. I but am. you're such a quality talker. Like I take all my talking cues from you in the real in the real world, um, conversationally. But, but in <laughs> this realm, you are like a little clam. And um, yeah, uh, I really like spur of the moment and um, what is it? Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um, it's just talking to people in the moment and when I'm there and conversations that are random and sparked up and conversations that are premeditated and recorded <laughs> seem um, a little daunting. Well, we talk almost every night. So how was your day? Um, My day was good. Uh, just spent it at my job and now I'm here, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you work at a crummy job and, yes. and I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, that job's not fun, but, um, I get my kicks doing other stuff. True. Yeah. True. You have two jobs basically. Yeah. There's the one that will not be named, and then there's um, Mad Alchemy, 
Um, it's a 60s style uh, liquid light show. And I do music, or I do shows and performances with psychedelic rock bands from all over the world, which is fun. That sounds pretty fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's like doing art and mixing it with uh, music and like a beat and creating really beautiful and very intricate um, backdrops for psychedelic rock bands. And, um, I just recently got back from the East Coast, which was a lot of fun. I know. A lot of fun. I know. I was so excited that you got to do that little trip, that yeah. little tour. Yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, driving across the country in a uh, manic and crazed um, two-and-a-half-day spree. I still can't believe it that you guys just didn't stop at all. No, uh, or didn't twice, twice for three and a half hours each time oh, in goodness. miscellaneous parking lots. Um, the first one was at the Little America truck stop in Wyoming, which um, they had about 50 billboards for about 25 miles probably leading up to it. Just like Little America trucks, truck stop. Oh, we got ice cream cones for 79 cents, which I know you would have loved. <laughs> You would have loved the 79 cent ice cream cones. Yeah, totally. True. So um, that was the first night. We just kept seeing these signs. It was like, stop here, stop here. This is going to be great. Little America truck stop. And, you know, you get there and we're like beat tired. And we park uh, in like the trucker area underneath these like, it's like once you get out of California or like into the tree areas, like the yeah. fall into the middle was very, very prominent. Yeah, felt more more displayed. Yeah, it doesn't it feel does so here. much like uh, fall or autumn in uh, Northern California, especially in San Francisco. It's just fog no, it's and foggy, cold, random. All every day is different. Yeah, who knows when you're on the ocean? Yeah, so we so we parked in the Little America truck stop in Wyoming <laughs> and slept underneath these like vividly bright yellow trees and. Uh, you know, it was freezing cold, absolutely freezing cold at four in the morning. And uh, we passed out until seven and then we hit the road again, did about 20 hours that day, that next day. And then um, once we had had enough, me and Sonny um, had enough NOS energy drinks and sourdough. Gross. It was sourdough. I was eating sourdough and turkey pastrami sandwiches. And he was eating sourdough and like some kind of like turkey and like blend bologna salami thing. It actually wasn't that bad. But and then we were but drinking. But it was a meat blend. It was a meat blend, yes. And um, we drank um, about... About 20 NOS energy drinks probably that day. We were just on cheap, shitty sandwiches and... 10 each? 10 each? No. Well, actually, in all reality, it was probably about six energy drinks the whole way each. At least two or three a day. And then coffee, which we had all sorts of weird coffee. But yeah, so we slept in a Kmart in Illinois for three hours as well. And then... That next day, we finished the drive into New York City, which 
was a shock, a shocking experience, really. Right. Driving through an expanse of nothingness right into expansive nothingness. downtown New York. Which is like City. It's like San Francisco times a hundred traffic wise. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was easily the scariest experience I've ever had. Driving the streets? Driving in a city. <laughs> easily. Yeah. And you were driving a big truck while you're big gears. truck. Big truck full of gear. There's like horse cops and regular plainclothes cops on like every corner and uh, that's right. There's a lot more cops in New York than there are in San Francisco. Yeah, there are. Yeah. It's kind of scary. But I mean, like, we you drive in, like, the Empire State Building, because it was, like, the middle. It was, like, almost Times Square. And we were driving through it. And, like, you know, there's those, like, steam pipes coming out of the ground and releasing massive clouds of steam that, like, you see in movies and you never really think is real. Mm, yeah, totally. So that It's was like sex in the city. I, I, you know, I haven't seen that <laughs> to reference it, but I, I'm sorry you don't I get the it reference. But it's okay. But yeah, so uh, we got there and we got to a hotel and crashed out across from this um, pretty insane Jewish graveyard called Mount Zion Cemetery. That's right. And the gravestones were like probably four five inches six inches apart from each other and it was like a seriously insanely packed graveyard and um off in the distance you could see the new york city skyline and uh you know it felt good to get there especially considering the intensity of the drive and the amount of time we had to do it so yeah there was pressure because you had a show um that night you had to get there, and you immediately had to start setting up for that show, right? No, um, the show was on Monday, so we wanted to make it the night before just so we could sleep, not in mm, the truck. Gotcha. So, uh, like, our goal was to that's get there, and that's why we got there early in the, or as early as we could in the evening on Sunday night. So you could get a hotel and just crash. Yeah, crash and get ready for the next day because. Cause, I don't know. Um, the next day was pretty crazy. It was like it was a show at the Fillmore East, and the Light Show had recently done Fillmore West, so it was a very, very big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, there was probably like seven or eight hundred people in the crowd that night, and it was it was just it was a blast. It was cool to be on the other side of the continent and performing. Right. Especially with a band who's from a different continent. It was even, it was just, I don't know. It was very, very. Right. Temples. Um, yeah. Temples. Yeah. It was very, very intense and uh, almost surreal to be doing it and being actually pretty comfortable doing it. Considering I've only been performing in front of larger crowds for like six months now. Right. Yeah, this is a relatively new craft. Yeah. Definitely a new craft for me. Um, It's been around for a while, but it's a new craft for me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, and then after that, we slowly worked our way down to Georgia with Temples. Um, We did Irving Plaza in New York City. 
um, 9.30 Club in Washington, D.C., Cat's Cradle in Carboro, North Carolina, and then um, Terminal West in Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. And um, I don't know. I think I think that Atlanta was someplace that I felt I felt uh, some kind of connection to. Um, it's like a seriously major train hub of the South, mm-hmm. and um, there's just train yards everywhere, and uh, you know, lots of. I, I felt like there was there was a presence of graffiti which i also like in new york city which it was very prominent but yeah totally i I felt like atlanta was just atlanta was really awesome there was a lot of like the side yards along the rails where there's just blasted and it was yeah absolutely beautiful and like i had to drive through a really rough part of atlanta to get to a walmart to get the supplies at one point and you know it was just interesting to see that side of a city that's so far away of from where I'm from. True, yeah. I mean, like, photographing street art used to kind of be your craft. You spent a while uh, hunting stuff down and capturing it while yeah. it was up. Yeah, um, I did that for you a while. With that. I still want to keep doing that. I've just been... I've been busy. Um, True. I also just got a camera again for the first time in a while, so... That's, yeah. That's a positive... Definitely. Allow me because we all know it's so fun to see the pictures from your trip. Yeah, which I still need to put online. Yeah, I've not done um, that yet. Totally, that's true. But I mean, traveling, traveling is a great thing. I definitely, definitely want and need to do more of it at this point. Yeah. Um, it's not something that you. It's not a feeling that you get from anything else. And that's normal because it is something entirely different. Yeah. Especially intense travel. Not just like, oh, we're going to go here and then when we get tired, we're just going to, you know, crash out in a motel. Yeah, there was definitely an urgency and a purpose to your travel. Yeah. And I don't know. That makes it fun. It's a serious mission. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking forward to going on tour again, right? Yeah, I know. Next um, year. Next year. Hopefully I'll get to, you know, see see more than just Europe. Yeah. Who knows what'll happen. There's a it feels good. There's a lot of it's there's just uh a feeling of open endedness that, you know anything doesn't can feel impending. Which when you have a weird mentality for your most of your life and you finally feel this like sense of freedom and openness. It feels good. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I dig about it. Totally. It's really fun to see yeah. you achieve all these cool things. So. And I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the coolest dude I know. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not that cool. You are. You just got to put yourself out there. That's really it. You can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. That's all I did. Let's put myself out there. Totally. Take a chance. You've been really taking risks. Yeah. But they've finally been, been paying off. Yeah, I've been maybe? paying off. Not just Not just risking things, but risking things and feeling a sense of accomplishment is nice. 
Totally. So. And sort of like sticking with it too. Like we talked about that before. Yeah. Um, like how just devoting more of your time, more time and energy to something. Yeah. Um, usually pays off. It's really hard to not um, give up if you fail massively at something. I know that, you know, I've done a couple things sometimes and then, you know, it's, they've been small things that I've cared about too. And, you know, I, I felt like I would want to further them. And then I, I have a bad show playing guitar somewhere and then boom, like I'm done playing guitar for like over a year. I give up because, yeah, you know, that happens. it's frustrating. But I don't know. This is something that I've really just decided to like, although it hadn't been the easiest thing to give into after the Hickey Fest freak out. Right. Um, that was a night that you really felt like you failed. I really like, felt despite like I, what I was telling you, despite what the entire, despite audience what, and, uh, the people around us were telling you, yeah. um, um, you really didn't feel good about the show. Yeah. No, um, not just really. on like a personal creative level. Right. Yeah. And that, that really to me was a big deal. And, I I almost didn't really want to do it anymore just because it had blown my mind too hard. And, um, you know, I, it took me like two or three more months after that. And, you know, I felt more comfortable again. And then um, I've done a bunch of really great shows that have really helped my confidence too now. So, but I mean, like, it's all about you. You're never really good at something until you've done it for a while. And I'm not even really that good at what I'm doing now, but I just feel that now that I've done it. You're more I'm relaxed more, about the learning process? More more relaxed about the learning process, more relaxed in, you know, the things that maybe that I felt weren't right aren't necessarily things that aren't right. Yeah, like maybe you were just being too hard on yourself. Yeah, which has been like, you know, a thing of my life anyways, so. But um, other than that, yeah, no, it's really important. Just, like, stick to doing something. Because, look, I could, could be going all over. Yeah. That's fun. Totally. Exciting. This is what happens when you believe in yourself. <laughs> yeah. And you follow through. Parents are always right. Friends are always right. You think so? Not always, no. I know. I think that this is definitely something that I've uh, said that I was going to do, no matter what I've heard from friends and family, and I don't know. I think even, true. I think even you. Yeah, you do it without. Yeah, I do our it. I, support yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. Yeah, you do it independently. So it's and fun it's though. Cool. It's it's worth it. It's fun to have a purpose. Yeah. Or at least a purpose in something that you're interested in. So. And like, I don't know, you know how much I love all the bands that I work with, too. These were all bands totally. that I was listening to before. Before you were before doing even, their light show. Doing the light show for them, yeah. So, it's a lot. It's really exciting. And it's a blast. And I can't wait to do more of it in the future. Yeah. Because the like the psychedelic rock uh, vibe is really booming in San Francisco right now. Is it everywhere? Um, it, like, were people digging it across the country? Uh, you know, there are multiple psychedelic fests around the world right now. There's, like, Liverpool Psych Fest. Um, there's, you know, there's a bunch of other ones. Um, the main one in the USA is Austin Psych Fest. 
Um, there's a, there's a big psychedelic scene in LA happening right now, and they have a lot of like more like post punk psych stuff, and um, it's all really good. There's Lollipop Records; they're really great. There's Heavenly Records from England. That's like Temples and Toy, and they're a bunch of great bands. And um, in San Francisco, I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff happening right now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun, and it's I don't. It's a it's a great time to be a part of it. It's a great mm-hmm. time to be a part of it all. Yeah. And it, if we work, I don't know. We can make really make it happen out here. It's a good time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, man. Work is exhausting. (laughs) Yeah, you're working two jobs, basically. Yep. Um, But yeah, we have a lot of good stuff coming up for the light show. And we'll see what happens with it. So. Totally. Totally. I only see good things for it. Basically, only good things. Was there a time in your life when Dom Dom was shy? Oh, when I was shy? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I think that. I think that. I've always been a social being, but um. You know, it took me it took me a long time to really come into, you know, being able to have convert random conversations with people. Oh, I feel like late elementary school and middle school and early high school is just, you know, like generally awkward as hell for everyone. Um I feel like I had some experiences in there that, you know, led the led me to being able to like, you know, take things lighter and but I mean, uh, hold on. I mean, like, as for yeah, like, I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to picture like uh, a little dom, nervous in the cafeteria. Well, I mean, with <laughs> <laughs> like a Jansport backpack, and oh yeah, well, I mean. I don't know. There was there was the time like in freshman year in high school, I had a black Jansport with like you know the blue and white All Hollows AFI patch on my backpack, right? And like you know, the kids were like making fun of me for it, and they're like, "Oh, you're not a real AFI fan," blah 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 blah. And like you know, that backpack got like stolen, and all my books got tossed over the corner locker, like back where you know where shit like falls back behind. So they took out my binder and all my books and stole my bag. And, you know, I mean, like there was there there was all these experiences that, you know, they don't don't make you feel very positive about not being shy. But and like because I was shy, I didn't really stand up for myself really like I should have. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've just I've, I've always liked people. Yeah. I've always liked people. Uh, that's been a definite thing. So that really helps with the whole shy thing, I think. I think that's true. I think that's true. 
Like if if you're willing to just you know, if take you're willing people, to accept people, yeah, exactly as they are, because you know they're not really. You're just the same damn creature as they are. Right. We're just monkeys in clothes. We're just monkeys in clothes. <laughs> just a weirder monkey in some weirder clothes. So. Um, how do you feel about having a shy girlfriend? Having a shy girlfriend is okay. Um, it would be nicer to have her out at things more often, but at the same time, it's like... Okay, I understand, like, because I do things from, you know, I'll work 10 or 11 to 4, and then I'll shoot down to a venue, and then I'll be working from 4.30 until show's over at 2, and then we go out and get food, and then, boom, it's 4 in the morning again. So, I mean, I mean, it's not it's not a horrible thing to have a shy girlfriend, but it'd be, it'd be cool to have her around. <laughs> yeah. On the outside. During those days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Especially since she can get a lot of free music. True. A lot of free live music. <laughs> I don't take advantage of the the guest list. No, you don't. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You've missed some great stuff. And I feel bad about it. Oh, yeah. You don't have to feel bad. I understand that. But. What you do is what you do, too. It's not like you don't do anything. You, you, totally. you make art. You do the podcast. Yeah, no. I'm I'm not a lazy person, necessarily. Oh. I'm not any lazier than the next guy or gal. Yeah. But live music can be exhausting. Nah. You're just, <laughs> I get exhausted. You're just a wimp. Three bands <laughs> oh, with like a half hour in uh, between where they're like lugging bands. shit on or off the stage. Oh, it's, it's like, so... why have we not streamlined this process? Because <laughs> you can't, you can't I mean, change the sound you get come on. from old amps, man. You got to switch those guys out. <sighs> People, people search forever for their sound, Gianna. And why do my feet hurt after? <laughs> that's still, that's uh, still just baby by talk. Like, by, by, the, by the second band. Why do my feet hurt by the second band? Baby talk. <laughs> I hear a baby talking. I am a big baby. You are. I know. That's okay. And I don't drink, which sucks, kind of. That's true. I I feel awkward when everyone is drunk. You don't have to feel awkward. Me. It's not a terrible thing. It is funny to laugh at drunk people around you. Yeah. But I understand that in like. But those... it's like an awkward feeling of superiority. Like I I like I am I have a self awareness right now in this person. I've got next straight to me. edge. Does not. I've got a straight edge. <laughs> I don't know things like you. I got better things to do and sit around, fuck my head, hang out with the living dead, smell my shit up my nose, pass night at all the shows. It's Gianna's ed- Gianna Edge coming out. I know, I know. <laughs> Gianna Mackay. 
<laughs> oh, do you eat those candy sticks for from Halloween? Those have gelatin in them. They're like the greatest candy ever. You know what I'm talking about, right? The little boxes. Little boxes, and they have like no. it's like the little the little sugar sticks. Boxes and sugar sticks. They're like and they have like Wolverine and like Looney Tunes, like the little cardboard boxes, and they have like two little sugar sticks in them. I can't picture this at all. Oh man, you are that's like my me and my dad get these things every Halloween. I, that's what I'm missing. That's what felt weird about this Halloween. Ooh. But we like. My mom hated us getting those because we always litter the little cardboard boxes everywhere, like shove them in the couch and like, mm. you know, just leave them hanging around. Yeah. Because you get a big box of a hundred of them. Yeah. Bag or a bag of a hundred of them. Yeah. Like 32 boxes of two little candy sticks. It's like, why are they wasting this much cardboard? <laughs> it's really what it feels like at the end of the day. Yeah, when you blow through a whole bag of Halloween candy by yourself, it does In feel like, like littering. Minutes, you've knocked out like that's, you know sixty-four packs of. That's just littering. Yeah, it's just littering. It's just. <laughs> this is one of the most wasteful times of year, candy wrapper wise. Candy wrapper wise, yeah, you're this just messing shit up in fun size Halloween candy wrappers. Is wasteful. <laughs> it's not green. It's not green. Not green. No, not it's green. orange. And, and black. Black and stuff. So Boo, that, I was giants. just about to ask how, So, Gianna, how Boo, do you feel about the Giants? Giants. The, you beat me to the punch. You beat me to the punch <laughs> on that one. I couldn't even ask it. <laughs> I hate the Giants. I hate the San Francisco Giants. I don't even know why. I live here. <sighs> It just fucks up my bus schedule. It makes downtown unbearable. No. People get drunk parade morning. Yeah, but you can go yell with strangers in bars. That's the best Parade part. morning. I mean like 9 a.m. And I'm on the bus going to work and people are uh, wasted. Uh, okay. And chanting. All right. You win. You win. <laughs> you win on that front. You win on that front. I guess may, the Giants, I have nothing against the fine old men and young men who old and young swing baseball bats for millions of dollars. But I have a lot against, wait, do I, do I hate, who do I hate more? Do I hate? No, you hate the league. Do I hate the league? Yeah, they're the ones that spend billions of dollars on advertising. Do I hate year. the billionaires or do I hate, you don't hate the, players. the poor drunk people? You can't hate the player, you gotta hate the game. You know, Henry Rowland said that alcohol is what the government uses to keep the masses dumb. And I think it's true. It's one of the things they use. Or what nor did he say it's what they it's what they do to keep poor people stupid. Maybe that's how he said it. But um Yeah, there are a lot I really of believe dumb that. drunk baseball fans. And I hate it. It just makes me it just fills me with with anger. Straight edge hate. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like existentialist straight edge hate. Uh socialist anger. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Gianna Edge is too <laughs> too strong. She can't. She's gonna she's gonna start one of those violent straight edge gangs. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Start beating up people, beating up drunks, beating up drunk giants fans downtown. Yes. It was just it was just so weird how many people were dressed as Giants fans this Halloween. It was uncanny and I couldn't <laughs> get over it. Yeah, the parade. You doofus. Well. 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 You're my fave. My favorite too. Uh, the podcast, you know, thing isn't so bad. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel okay? I feel better. Good. Will you come back? Yeah, I'll come back. Good. I'll do more more fun stuff and come back. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you later then. Okay. Thanks for having me. No problem. It's it's my pleasure. All right. All right, love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.